Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Hands up those who were uh, here in church last week. There's a few of us, awesome. Now I don't know, I don't know if you guys, hopefully you guys remember, but last week I spoke about uh, being discipled and being a disciple maker. And um, I shared around the, the parable of the mustard seed and, and, I, and I shared a story, for those of you that weren't here, I shared a story about how when I was younger, I had a bunch of uh, older guys and leaders in my world that would take me out surfing and, and as much as I thought I was just getting a free ride to the beach, these guys were discipling me. They were, they were building a, a nest for me. They were strengthening us. They were feeding us. And they provided, these guys provided a place where we could launch from. And uh, so that's what I talked about last week. Um, yesterday morning, it was awesome. I had the privilege of uh, doing some disciples. And right here, I got a photo of the boys. Check these. These are a bunch of young fellas. And uh, I took these boys out. Uh, surfing yesterday, and um, and I called them into some big waves. I challenged them. Um, it was great fun. And, and this next photo, this is me. Uh, this is me and my oldest son, Brooklyn. We're paddling. I was proud of him. We we paddled out to a to a surf on a reef. It was about two or three hundred meters, like offshore. Like there's no beach. You just paddle through open ocean to get there. Uh, we had a great time. Caught the best wave of his life about 10 times that day. Every wave had come back. That was the best wave ever. Next wave. That was the best wave I've ever caught. So it was lots of fun. But that's, come on, we're, we're supposed to be disciple makers. Am I right? And uh, we can have fun along the way while doing it. Cool. That's enough of that. You don't want to see me in a wetsuit. Um, <laughs> thanks, Ben. They're awesome. Hey, so uh, so last week it was the the parable of a, a mustard seed, and and, uh, and and this week as I kind of f- finished up uh, Sunday and moved on into my week, uh, the one thing that I, I I struggled to shake, that I, I struggled to get off my mind with this was this thing of a mustard seed, and and because when I the other week when I was I was reading through these different parables and praying about the service and. And the thing about the mustard seed just jumped out at me. Instantly thought, oh, great, nice little parable on faith. But it's, it wasn't a parable on faith. But, but I just haven't been able to shake this thing about uh, a, a mustard seed. And, and, uh, and, and it, there's a scripture in Matthew 17. Matthew 17, verse 20. Here it is. It says, because you have not yet... Sorry, I'll start again. Because you're not yet taking God seriously, Jesus said, the simple truth is that if you had a mere kernel of faith, a poppy seed, a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move, and it would move. There is nothing you wouldn't be able to do. Man, how, how awesome is this? Um, this? This whole thing of faith as small as a mustard seed. Something so small that we could sow into something and we could see something so grand happen. And, and, and I love this scripture talking about the mountains in our world. 
Like, come on, what are the mountains in your world today? I know that we've all got mountains in our world that need shifting. We've all got mountains in our world that need shifting and moving. And um, I, as I was thinking through this week, I, I, I was reminded of uh, one, of, one of my favorite stories in the, in, in the scriptures, one of the, my, it's one of my most favorite encounters with Jesus, of someone having an encounter with Jesus and, and their world completely changing. And I think it's possibly one of the best examples of faith that we can read about throughout the Gospels. And, and, and we can find this in... The book of Mark, chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to that and you just put your finger in there, a little bookmark or something, and uh, I'll share you through the scripture, but you can read about it later. And I encourage you to do that. And uh, so, so Mark, chapter 10, is all the way at the end of the verse, about 45, I think. And it's the story of a blind man. A blind man called Bartimaeus. And, and the scriptures talk about this, this blind man, this encounter that he had with Jesus. And it talks about how Jesus was on a journey. He was leaving a city. And, and Jesus and his disciples were on their way out. They were exiting the city and on their way to somewhere else. And as that, what always happens in in the scriptures, when Jesus is on a journey, there's a crowd that surrounds. There's a crowd that comes along and, and follows. There's a crowd that, like, my imagination says the sides. It's like the Santa parade. And, but it's better. And, and, and the streets are lined with people just wanting to get a glimpse just, just even a glimpse, they've heard the rumors, they've heard the, the stories, the, the mutterings and the gossip around town of what Jesus has done, and they just want to get a glimpse of this man and, and what, potentially what he's capable of. And, 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 and we see this, the, this crowd of people, the disciples are following, and then all of a sudden there's a blind man there who starts to yell. He starts to shout and call out the name of Jesus. And instantly, he's shut down. I can just imagine it. And in fact, we, we read just before this piece of scripture, we read about how the disciples have had a little bit of a disagreement. There's, uh, there's, there's some attitudes that are potentially going on as they're in this walk. And, and maybe they're a little bit touchy. They're a little bit on edge. The two of the disciples, James and John, had just approached Jesus and said, you know, when you go to heaven, can you put in a good word for us? I'd like to be on the right-hand side, and this guy would like to be on the left. You know, like there's this thing, and, and the, disciples, the disciples catch wind of this, and they're all the other ten, and they're all like a little bit, you know, not happy. And so I'm, I'm imagining that these disciples are following Jesus, there's a little bit of emotion stirring in the back still. They haven't quite got over it yet, maybe. And, and, and we see that, that this blind man is just told to shut up. <laughs> and the scripture says that, that again and again he yells and he starts to yell even louder. 
even louder that despite what the people around him were saying, despite what the people around him were trying to do to, to shut him up and keep him quiet, keep the peace maybe, this guy just continued to yell louder and louder. You see, I imagine that this blind man would have, he would have heard the stories. He would have heard rumors and gossip about the amazing things that Jesus had done. This blind man was sitting there and just, just perhaps if I can get his attention for a moment. If only I could get his attention for, for one moment, maybe, maybe, maybe I could find freedom. Maybe, maybe I could see. Maybe I wouldn't have to, to be a beggar on the street. Maybe I could get a real job, see my family for the first, like, like, what would have led this man to shout down Jesus? To shout him down continuously, despite being told to shut up. It says that Jesus stopped in his tracks, stopped in his tracks and, and called for this man to come. It says that he threw off his beggar's coat. He threw off his jacket and he made his way through to Jesus. And, and Jesus asked him, really interestingly, he asked him, he's like, what is it that you want? And he says, well, I want my sight. Jesus says, because of your faith, you are saved and healed and the sight was returned in that moment such an an amazing story and and this morning what I this morning what I want to put to you is 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 just two ideas about this man's faith this man's faith that saw Jesus complement it and saw salvation and healing come to this man in an instant i i i believe as I read this thing, I can, I can picture and I can see two things. I can, see, I can see the faith in his spoken word. The, the faith in his word that when Jesus asked, what is it that you want? He said, I would like my sight. He, he spoke it in his words, there was faith. It was as this, this thing of as, as something that he believed and hoped for was turned into action by speaking and and I want you to notice the I want you to notice the like the um the positivity in his language he says I want sight he didn't say I want my blindness gone he was speaking from an ultra-positive thing. He was looking forward to something that he didn't have. He didn't speak to his current issue, but he spoke to what he needed, what he wanted, what he believed for. He spoke towards the future. For I would like my sight. Well, Jesus, I just, like, I can't see and stuff, so it's really tough. I just, you know, I have issues. I have to sit on the street. No, 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 he just spoke to the future. He spoke to the future. He didn't talk about the now. He just spoke faith into the future. There was faith in his speech and in the action 
of his speech. The second thing, which is what I imagine myself, I, I've said it before as I read through the scriptures, I just, I like to imagine things and see the pictures as to a Santa prayed reference and, and everything else. I, I, I visualize it in my head as I'm reading. And I read that, that this blind man walked to Jesus through a crowd and that he then met Jesus and Jesus asked him what he wanted. And so this is what I imagine and this is what I put forward to you this morning as, as the, the second idea of faith that I see in this picture. And, and that is, it says very clearly that he removed his beggar's coat. You see, in those days they had to if you were to, to beg on the street, you had to register with the city and they would give you a, a jacket that would identify you and enable you to then beg for money. It would also identify you to the fact that you were unclean and that people could steer clear of you because you were unclean. This thing, this jacket identified him as someone that was sick. This jacket identified him as someone that was unclean. And this jacket identified him as to someone who could beg and call out for help. He clearly threw his jacket off. And then I imagine this blind man standing up. And I imagine this blind man walking with faith, walking in such a way that he looked like he had sight. I imagine this blind man, to, like his faith was so high that he confidently and boldly walked towards Jesus. And in fact, maybe, maybe, just maybe, Jesus asked him, what he wanted because he didn't see a blind man before him. He didn't see a, a jacket that identified him as sick. He didn't see that jacket that identified him as, 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 as a beggar, as someone unclean. All he saw was a man walking towards him with faith and with boldness like someone that could already see like someone that could already see, once again, faith in action. Faith in action. Maybe Jesus didn't even see a blind man. Just asking what this man wanted. Why was he shouting at me? Jesus says to him, because of your faith, because of your faith, you today are saved and you today are healed. You see, I, today I want to, put forward a, a question to all of us. And, and, and my assumption is that it's, the question isn't if you're believing for something. It's what are you believing for? See, I know that, that in all of our worlds, there's, there's always, and there always should be, something greater that we're hoping for and that we're believing for. Maybe it's you're believing for, for more finances to come in your world so you can meet like needs, that needs can be met. Maybe right now you're after health. 
And the one thing that you need is health in your body. Maybe it's for relationships to be restored, reconciliation to happen. Maybe you're just a student here and you need some help with your schoolwork. Maybe there's something you've lost and you, you need to find it. Maybe, maybe depression and anxiety and, and those things are just overtaking your mind and your world. And you're believing for hope and for a clear mind. See, I would believe that each and every one in this room is believing for something greater this morning. In the season that you're in right now, there's something greater that you're hoping for that you're believing for. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a promotion in a current job. Come on, there's so many things in our worlds that we can believe for, that we can hope for. And I want to tell you this morning is that our God is a good God. And I've heard it said that if your story isn't good yet, He's not done. He's not done. So my question to you is, what are you believing for this morning? Now, how, how do we take this thing of faith, this, this hope, this, this belief in a good God, this belief in, in a miracle and this hope for a miracle, something greater in our lives, and how do we turn that faith into an action? See, we, we don't have the, the liberty right now of having Jesus marching down our main road as he leaves town and is making his way to the, to the next. We, we can't wait on the side of the road and, and yell out to this person called Jesus. But we have the Holy Spirit, which is right here and right now. The presence of God. And I just love the fact that this blind man had his opportunity in his moment and he just didn't let that moment go by. He refused to let a moment go by where he could see breakthrough in his life. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.